Hello, I'm Afia Salter, and I'm here to help ambitious women just like you learn how to unapologetically manifest an extraordinary life. Whether that's finally finding and living your soul's purpose, building the business of your dreams, or kicking it back with a cocktail, margarita for me, you best believe I'm right there alongside you, strapping in for the ride. Okay, gorgeous. Ready to dive in? Let's do it. Hello and welcome back to the Manifest Edit podcast. So glad to have you here. And today we are going to be talking about how to overcome imposter syndrome, which is honestly one of my favorite topics to talk about because so many people struggle with it. And it's something I have also had to overcome so many different times myself. So I'm going to be sharing some of my personal stories as well. But before we do that, quick life update and what's been going on in my world. So I want to share a little tip for you before we get deep into the episode. And this is around manifesting money, which of course we're going to have a whole other episode on, but just like a little quick tip that you can do today to attract more money into your life. So ever since reading the book, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind in 2018, I have been obsessed with learning more about money mindset and how to be more financially abundant. And one of the ways to invite more financial abundance into your life is by giving more money away, right? Mind-blowing. And I know it can seem like if you don't particularly, you know, feel very comfortable in the amount of money that you have in your bank account, if you feel like you could definitely use more money in some areas, or even if you're holding on to some debt, it may feel like giving money away actually seems counterproductive. But trust me, the more you feel comfortable giving it away, the more you are opening the channel for money to come to you. Because at the end of the day, money is just energy. And to keep money flowing to you, there also needs to be an exchange of money. There needs to be a flow of money. There needs to be a giving and a receiving. And honestly, not only that, but it just feels good to give money to other people, whether that's through giving it to charity, buying your friends a gift, paying for someone's lunch. It can be whatever you want it to be, but just get into the habit of giving away a little bit. And if at first, you know, you can't be giving away 10%, which is really the ideal amount of money to be giving away is 10% of your income. If 10% is a bit of a stretch for you right now, just make the resolve to, okay, once a month, I'm going to give away $10 or whatever you can and build it up, build it up. So for me, one of my values is philanthropy. It's always been something that I've been incredibly passionate about especially growing up and having so many different kind of people supporting me after I was orphaned from a young age, it's always been important to me to give back in some form or another. And this year, I guess it was something I did a bit less. Having been in lockdown, I kind of strayed away from (laughs) my values a little bit and just like focusing on keeping my shit together for the first half of lockdown. Then I was like, okay, now let's get serious about what we're working towards. Anyway, tangent. I I wanted to lean more into that next level version of myself. And next level version of Afia feels really comfortable both giving and receiving money. And something that I started to do recently was leaving 100% tips. So... I'd get a taxi and then just after the taxi, I would, you know, give them whatever the cash was required and be like, yeah, keep the change. And I think it's just such a nice thing to do because, you know, what's an extra $10 to you? And it could really make the world a difference to someone who's having a bit of a slow night, especially for taxi drivers when people are primarily getting Ubers right now. People haven't been going places because lockdown and really getting back into that. So it was just like a little nice something that I did, not particularly to get anything for myself, but just to align more with my values. And then after doing that, Literally every taxi I got after that, I would get like a few dollars discount. They'd be like, do you have change? I don't really carry a lot of change. They'd be like, no, it's fine. Never mind about that extra few dollars. So 
it comes back around even when you're not expecting it and definitely don't just do things because you're like this is going to come back to me and I'm going to get loads of money in the future but just do things to be nice and see what your values are when it comes to money and if you are you know, hoping to have a lot of money yourself, to hold on to a lot of wealth yourself, remember that there also needs to be some sort of reciprocity. <laughs> reciprocity, yeah. There needs to be a giving and receiving, not just take, take, take. Additionally, when it comes to money as well, are you just saving and spending or are you intentionally doing all of these things? Something else that I've started to do recently is having my account for saving, having my account for giving money away, having my current account, uh, which is, you know, for bills, etc., and then having a fun account, which is something that I've just super recently started doing is having an account and the money in there is solely for things that I want, for dinners or for, I don't know, things, things, that, I do, things that I enjoy, buying things that I wanna buy. And that is 10% of my income goes to there as well. I'm making sure that I have that money that I know is for sending things and I want because I'm someone who finds it very easy to save money. But when it comes to spending money on myself, I'm always like, Arr. especially as travel was the main thing that I spent my money on before. So now when it comes to buying, I guess more material items, there is a bit more resistance to it, especially as I'm living overseas. It's like, mm, do I really need to be accumulating all of these things so having that fun fund and knowing that it's you know it's abundant to spend that money is a really really good feeling so I just want you to be mindful of where your money's going create those extra accounts and lean into the idea of giving money away even if it feels a little bit uncomfortable even if you're starting out with a few dollars ten dollars you know and building up to the hundreds of dollars be abundant and you will receive abundance so now that we've got into the quick mindset tip, let's talk all about today's topic for the episode, which is how to overcome imposter syndrome. So, As I mentioned before, imposter syndrome really is one of my favorite topics to talk about. And I think particularly when it comes to women and success, imposter syndrome is something that so many of us struggle with. So before we get too deep into the episode and methods for overcoming imposter syndrome, I do just want to first define what the term imposter syndrome actually means because I know not everyone will be familiar with that term. So imposter syndrome is really that feeling when you begin to doubt your skills, your talents, your accomplishment, and you have this fear that you're going to be um, exposed as not knowing as much as you've led people to believe or that you're worried that people are going to think that you don't fit in for your role and you don't feel successful enough, you don't feel skilled enough and you feel like you're going to be found out. It's this overwhelming fear of like, fuck, what if people find out that I'm not who I've said myself to be? And often, most of the time, it's not really grounded in anything concrete, just more a fear of around showing and embodying that level of success. And I especially talk about imposter syndrome in terms of women and their careers because there is that pervasive sense of self-doubt. So I read this book called Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. It was a gift given to me by one of my mentors when I was 20. And really that just blew my mind open. Some of the concepts in there was just like mind-blowing moments. And one of the things I learned from that book was that when it comes to applying for job roles, men will apply for roles that they're not necessarily qualified for and feel like they can pick it up on the job, they can just kind of finesse the interview a little bit and work their way into the role and make it happen. Whereas when women see a role that they're not qualified for, they'll say, okay, this job isn't for me, I'm not gonna fit in at this job, I don't know enough to actually do it, and they don't really have the confidence to put themselves forward for roles that they're not 100% qualified for, whereas men will just go for it anyway. And so where men have this kind of, okay, let's just wing it mentality, women have, oh my God, what if I'm not 
good enough? What if I'm not going to be successful enough? What if I'm found out? Obviously, this is a sweeping generalization. It's not like all men are super confident in applying for roles that they are not qualified in and all women are the opposite. But it's just saying from a general perspective, women are more likely to give in to those feelings of self-doubt and feel like they're not adequate and they're not qualified enough. And I know personally from experience, this is definitely something that I've experienced myself, which is why I want to share with you these methods for overcoming imposter syndrome. So I'm going to give you six different methods that you can use to overcome imposter syndrome and, you know, take what fits for you and give yourself grace, give yourself grace. It's, you know, this journey that we're on, this mindset journey that you're on, it is a journey and there will be times when imposter syndrome comes up, no matter how much work you think you've done, it is going to come up for you. But what's going to be different is that you're now going to have the tools, the resources, the knowledge to overcome it a lot quicker. And this is with many things you know, when you're on this journey to self-actualization and learning more about yourself, this personal development journey, understand it is a journey. And part of that is feeling like sometimes that you've gone a little bit backwards, but just know that there there is no going back. You know too much now to go backwards. So it doesn't matter if these imposter syndrome feelings do come up, despite having learned these methods, what matters is that you now have these methods to help you overcome them. So the first method I want to talk to you about is challenging the way that you define success. So don't forget to acknowledge yourself for actually showing up to the table. We think success is the result like when I make X amount of dollars or when I get to this certain role in my job, then I'll be successful. But what I see success as is deciding to show up for that thing, deciding to make those courageous, brave moves when you don't know what the outcome is going to be, but you commit to showing up anyway. And that is where the real growth happens. The disappointment happens when you attribute your success to reaching the end result. And maybe the end result doesn't happen in the timing that you're thinking of maybe it doesn't look quite like you expect it to look and honestly when you attribute so much pressure on that end result it doesn't end up feeling as good as you've built it up and imagined it to be in your head anyway so yes hitting your goals is so important and necessary for continual growth but the lessons in the journey are equally powerful the only moment you have is the right now this very second and blink and you miss it it's gone it's gone forever how are you spending the minute to minute beating yourself up or cheering yourself on understand that it's just part of the process the journey is part of the process and that is a success in itself hitting the goal amazing manifesting your desires amazing but don't downplay the process of getting there that's equally important the second step to overcome imposter syndrome is work on your limiting beliefs Ask, why does it matter if someone calls you out or questions your capabilities? Why is it so important what someone else thinks of you? So many of these negative patterns that we have and our limiting beliefs are linked to self-worth and esteem. But when you can find healthy and reliable ways to fulfill those demands yourself, you no longer rely on the acceptance of other people. And this is definitely something I struggled with for so long is that I, throughout my time at school and university, was such a perfectionist and I really tied my success to having good grades. And any time that, honestly, anytime I got a grade that was less than an A or a B, I would just be absolutely devastated. And I felt like it said something about my character or it reflected who I was when it absolutely didn't. It was just that I had placed so much emphasis and tied so much of my self-worth to my grades. But here's the thing, when you tie your self-worth and esteem to things that are completely out of your control, like people's opinions of you, grades, reaching a certain level of your job, um, especially if you're not working for yourself, you are never going to feel 
happy. You're never going to feel accepted. You're never going to feel fulfilled because you're always chasing something where the bar can be moved and the bar is not going to be moved by you, but it's going to be moved by someone else. So being the girl that everyone likes means you're never going to voice opinions of your own and it simply isn't worth it. It means shying away from standing up for what you believe in and it means constantly changing to fit in with whoever you're around rather than surrounding yourself with people who uphold your values. Of course, it's important to surround yourself with people with different points of views, but having similar values is important. So as so long as you're caught up in trying to impress other people, you will be living out of alignment of who you truly on your deepest level are. Something else that I love to do when it comes to imposter syndrome is exposing my shortcomings. One of the benefits of sharing my life online is that people come with me on my journey. They see where I am now, but they also have an insight into what it took to get there. And in fact, I make a point of exposing myself regularly and sharing where I'm getting to and the work I've done to get that far and something recently for me was public speaking and I shared how I shared some video clips from a couple of years ago and it's me speaking looking <laughs> looking really shifty eyed at the camera and just you could just sense this um energy of discomfort and honestly looking back it was it was so strange for me to watch that seeing how confident I am in showing up on spaces online now you know talking to you or showing up on Instagram and talking on my stories and feeling confident there but that wasn't always the case for me and so showing people hey look this is what I used to be like when it comes to showing up online enable people to relate to that part of my journey and know that if it was possible for me then it was possible for them too and whether you're showing up online or not having those moments where you say okay I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable here allows you to overcome that fear of what if someone finds out because you've taken that away you've instead of waiting for someone to find out you've exposed it yourself and there is nothing to be revealed actually admitting that there are areas you struggle with or actively working on takes the stress of worrying that you're going to be found out another example of this for me was um some public speaking that I did last year. Last year when I was back in the UK, I was invited by one of my old workplaces to do a presentation, which I was like over the moon. I was really honored to be asked to be doing this presentation and to present to some of my peers about what I'd been working on and, um, you know, kind of share with them a little bit more about my business. However, when I was told, okay, you can pick any topic you like, we're going to set up this event for you, we're going to invite people, they're going to come and hear you speak. That is when the imposter syndrome kicked in. And I was like, oh my God, there's going to be this whole event for me to talk. Like, what do I have that's interesting enough to say that it's going to take time out of people's day? And all of these beliefs that just, they just had no grounds whatsoever. But in looking back and sharing this video with people and saying, you know, at this point in time, I was really nervous to show up and talk because I thought, what value am I going to give to these people and how am I going to make this something that's a worthwhile and memorable experience? So continually, you know, not just exposing your shortcomings, but also logging every part of your journey. And that doesn't necessarily have to be online, but you know, you might journal or create some voice memos for yourself, or maybe you'll make like a video at the beginning of the year and a video at the end of the year so you can see how far you've come. But logging your journey helps you to see not only okay, um, I've gone from this point to this point, but it helps you understand that you've overcome imposter syndrome in the past, you can do it again. Another point I wanna give you is stop doing energy draining tasks. If it's something you truly hate do doing, stop forcing it. 
outsource that shit. I have um, an incredible virtual assistant who helps me with scheduling, organization, and business growth. And by spending less of my time doing the tasks that truly drain my energy, I have more time to serve my audience doing what I do best, which is creating content and teaching others. You can outsource all areas of your life. Maybe you decide with your partner that they'll do the dishes while you do the cooking or with your friends that you'll organize one meetup and they can organize the next one family members doing some work for you i even outsourced building my bed to someone on gumtree you know time is a really precious resource and if there are things that you feel like you can't do that well or that you don't want to do then just don't do them there is a reason that all of these services exist to make your life easier and yes while in the short term there is a bit of an upfront investment in terms of cash um, particularly if it's someone who's not a family or a friend ultimately in the long run it is an investment because that time can be better spent elsewhere investing into things that really do matter that do light you up and that are in your zone of genius so i want to say two more points on this which is accept a degree of discomfort as you continue to grow and up level and embark upon this personal development journey you are going to be stretched okay you will hit one level and you'll think that you've made it when you get there but then still you'll have goals that you want to reach above that and above that and above that and it just keeps going and with every level i think there's a saying with new levels there are new devils and it's absolutely true because with every new level there will be something that you'll still feel like an imposter over there will still be something that you feel like oh this again but bearing this in mind i really advise you not to focus on avoiding imposter syndrome entirely instead focus on how you address it when it comes up for you please don't allow your life to be led by fear instead of seeing it as this indicator that you're doing something wrong use it as an opportunity for self-reflection and seeing how far you've come and seeing how you can address it differently this time and it really is this beautiful chance for self-reflection So the final point on overcoming imposter syndrome that I want to leave with you today is learning more. If you truly feel like you don't have enough knowledge, commit to learning more. Learning doesn't stop when you finish school, but you definitely have to be more proactive about it. Something for me at the beginning of this year, I realized I wanted to be reading a lot more and having finished university, I had definitely fallen off the path of reading regularly when it was something that I didn't need to be doing and it was something that I really used to enjoy. So I set myself a goal of reading 52 books this year, so close to finishing it. I have maybe four books left to read and I'm definitely going to do another podcast episode on recommendations for books to read to live your best life in 2021. So if you want to know how to be more confident, you have to get active and work on improving those areas of weaknesses. Feeling like an imposter is not Um, an excuse just to slow down or to stop altogether it's really useful fuel for working out what areas that you still need to work on a little bit so those are all of my points on overcoming imposter syndrome and this is from my own experiences and seeing my clients struggle with these experiences as well where that self-doubt or that sense of self-worth will creep in and I want you to know that these feelings are normal just because you have these feelings doesn't mean that you actually are inadequate or that you're doing something wrong or you're not good enough you're not worthy enough any of these things it's not a true indication of who you are it's just a true indication of okay there are some areas that i needed to reflect on there are some things i need to work on and you know potentially there are some beliefs that i need to shift
Thanks for tuning in today. I am so glad to have you here. And if you love what you've heard, remember to subscribe and leave a review because it helps even more people find and enjoy the podcast. And I just appreciate it so much. One last thing before you go, what was your biggest takeaway today? Screenshot the episode and share on Instagram at afiasalter underscore to let me know. Okay, can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, gorgeous. 